time for another team profile and projection, and we are talking about the Baby Jays, your Toronto Blue Jays. Entered the league in 1977, joined the American League. They wear royal blue, navy blue, red, and white. Their nickname is the Jays, and they play at the Rogers Center. Two World Series titles to their name, and their manager is Charlie Montoya. This is Talking Baseball. My name is John Boy, and I have my co-host Jake with me. We're doing episode a day, every day, until opening day. Time to talk about the Blue Jays. Jake. Joe Carter. Joe Carter. Go watch Big Daddy. Treat yourself. Man, Jimmy, sometimes there's some mysterious powers in this world that we go from my Coronado rock piles to your Tarangas Blangus Janguses. Yes. Yes. But How fun not- are these guys, Jim? The Blue Jays are fun. We actually, we were a little more bullish on them at the end of last season than we should have been. We kept saying on this podcast, like... You were a little more bullish on them. You kept putting them in the schedule as like, oh, that might be a tough series with the Jays. And I was like, no, they're still losing a lot. (laughs) I don't remember you. I remember you very much being on the same page as me. No. (laughs) I think the record will show that you were with me. No, no, no. I called you out a couple times on the show saying that they're not a tough team yet. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, their offense was good for a while. They were putting up like eight runs a game for maybe a week. I don't know how long it was. They're fun. I feel like we took a turn, you know? Like, this is a team that the fan base – this is the first team that we're doing that I think the fan base is very excited for 2020 season, for the season upcoming. You and I, when we were planning this, and as we do with everything, we just kind of talk until we find something we like. We were like, okay, yeah, let's kind of do them in an order. We'll let the fans vote. This sounds kind of sounds kind of fun. Also, that made us start with the worst teams, which wasn't too exciting. Um, we're starting to get into some fun ones. Like, we, we didn't get a lot of Nolan Arenados and Trevor Stories. And now we're jumping into the Jays, who, I mean, are just loaded with so much young talent. And, uh, I mean, it's it, their projection is just how big of a leap do you think a lot of these young guys are going to make? And, I mean, how much can they pitch? Their pitching staff is different. But I, I do – I just want to say I'm happy for Blue Jays fans, and I think they should be very excited going into the season. I don't think they're going to win. They might right. – They might. They're going to be competitive. I don't I don't think they're going to be better than the Rays or the Yankees. Right. But I think they're going to be a blast to watch because they have so much young talent. I mean, Vladdy Jr., Bichette, Biggio, Grichik's a fuck. I love Grichik now because he follows me on whatever social media, but crushes the Yankees, so he's a fuck. Rowdy Tellez, fun. Uh, Guriel Jr., fun. And their pitching last year... Dude, it was so bad. I even look, I haven't like gone through and looked at the starts. Trent Thornton, Aaron Sanchez, Stroman, they traded him. Wilmer Font, Waggis Pack, Clay Buckholtz made 12 starts. Clayton Richard made 10 starts. Edwin Jackson made five starts. Shoemaker made five starts. Reed Foley made six starts. And like it was all who had the best DRA? Stroman, but they traded him. Joe Biagini. Uh, the reliever, 
It was bad, man. And they totally re, re, retooled that. They totally retooled that. They bring in Ryu. They go out and spend, and they bring in Ryu. They bring in Tanner Roark. They bring in uh, Shoemaker, Anderson, and then they go get Yamaguchi, who who knows what that guy's going to do, but it's exciting. Real exciting. So I, I like what the front office did for their fans and for the team. And, yeah, man, it, with the pitching, uh, I think it's going to be fun because – and you and I are a little more tuned into this uh, watching the Yankee games because, I mean, I'm I'm looking at their AAA pitchers or projected AAA pitchers on Fangraphs, and I've seen a lot of these guys. I mean, right now on Fangraphs, they have Trent Thornton down there. I mean, he's going to pitch a ton of innings. He's basically on the big league team. Waggis Pack, Sean Reed Foley, Zook, Anthony Kaye is the, one of the guys they got in the Mets trade. So it's, um, it's going to be a fun year in Toronto because the lineup – is kind of set. They've got a lot of fun bodies, and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see who takes a jump and like how how good is Bobichet? How good is Vlad Guerrero at this point? Who, by the way, <laughs> Vlad Junior. isn't twenty one yet. Yeah, but with the pitchers, a, I mean Ryu is is going to do wonders for them, however long he can be on the mound, and then B. With all those young guys, I mean, it's it's fun. It's what baseball is supposed to be. If you can pitch and you're getting dudes out, you're on the team. If not, bring up Waggis Pack from AAA and let's see what Waggis he's got. Pack. Waggis Pack. It's a fun name. Waggis Pack. <laughs> Do you think uh, – all right, did, who else did they add, Jake? I was just a little – they added Joe Panic to a minor league deal. How about that? You excited? Travis Shaw? Uh, sure. Travis uh, Shaw – like, imagine if he turns back into good Travis Shaw. Dude, and that's that's where this gets so so fun for the Blue Jays. Because, like, let's let's put stuff in pen. Bo Bichette, shortstop, in pen. Kevin Biggio, second base, in pen. Vladdy Jr., in pen. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., in pen. And then Grichuk, he is a fuck. He's in pen. But, dude, like, Travis Shaw and Rowdy Telez are going to be fighting for at-bats. And, hey, a good Travis Shaw wins that out. If not, they have the young Rowdy Telez who hit 21 homers in, in his rookie year last year. I mean, Derek Fisher, he's a guy that they've had their eyes on for a while, um, was kind of a big prospect, couldn't kind of get that next step to break into the Astros team. Teoscar Hernandez, someone like Joe Panic, does he find his form a little bit? Brandon Drury's buried on the bench a little bit nowadays. I mean, the lineup, they have so many options. They, they should be able to hit and field. Like, it doesn't feel like a lot of those guys are really flawed defensively or anything like that. And then, dude, Ryu, on the top of that, staff, we haven't mentioned Tanner Roark. Is that how we decide we're saying it yet? Roark. I watched a YouTube video, and the announcer said it like that, so that's how I'm saying it. Roark is the one that's going to be a true test of where the Jays are at. Because if, if all those young guys too, do take a jump, like, Tanner Roark's going to win a lot of games. <laughs> if they don't... Tanner Roark might lose a lot of games <laughs> because, I mean, it's it's not like he's going to have this breakout season where we're talking about Tanner Roark at the all-star break with a two-flat ERA and he's punching guys out. No, he's going to throw bullets. He's going to give you a, you know, five innings pitch, two earned runs, six inning pitch, three earned runs. He's going to keep you in ball games. Um, and the Jays pitchers last year could not do that. No. Roark's got some good stuff. His curveball when it's on is pretty nasty. But you know who they're talking about? It's Ryu, Jake. And can, can we he... talk about who they're talking about? Yeah, the guy that they're talking about is Ryu. 
You know uh, who he is? Do you know? Um, not fully, man. What's he? South South Korean? Uh, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, South Korean. He's from Incheon, South Korea. He's thirty-two years old, six-three, two-fifty-five. He has the eighth. His fastball velocity is uh, super poor, eighth percentile. His fastball spin is eleventh percentile. His exit velocity, though, is ninety-sixth. People do not hit him hard. Eighty-eighth hard hit rate. Can't square him up. They can't square him up because he's too round. That was a pudgy joke. Jim, do you mind if I give you a couple stats on Rio? Can you give me a couple? Like, can you tell me if he was the top ten percent in barrel percentage for pitchers? I'm going to assume yes. Yeah, he was. The yes. past two seasons. So he's got some injury concerns. Let's get that out there now. He he can rarely put it together for a full season since like 2014. He finished second in the Cy Young last year. Not really a stat. He did lead the a, uh, NL in ERA last year. That's a good stat, Jim. Ooh. In his in his last 44 games started, so the past two seasons, he had a 2-2-1 ERA. I mean, the dude is dirty. It's just a matter of how much they'll keep him out there. And I know you and I have some bias in this, and it, it's going to be a fun baseball conversation if he gets off to a slow start. But people are there would be some people out there that would say it's tougher to pitch in the AL East than the NL West. Yeah, man, there there would. Um, it's me. I well, agree because there's a fucking DH. Whoa. You don't get an easy out every inning. The stadiums are a lot less friendly. I mean, you have course, which is unfriendly, but everything, everywhere else, you know, Giants, Dodgers, there are a lot of big ballparks. Padres in the, are, uh, are pa- three of the better pitchers' parks. Yeah, Padres. Uh, and the AL East, you have Fenway. You have Yankee Stadium. You have uh, Baltimore. Camden. Which, Camden. Toronto. People don't even give Camden enough, enough shit because it's it's not – you wouldn't look at it and be like – like, you know, Yankee Stadium has the short porch and Fenway has the monster. Camden Yards, its short zone is yeah. right where right-handers hit the ball. It's left yeah. center. That's their short porch in left center. Yeah. No one really talks about that. Like, that's the worst part to have it. It It is kind of funny that it gets overlooked because of the, yeah, short porch and monster, like you said. But, yeah, you fly balls to left center that are caught. <laughs> A lot of ballparks are home runs in Baltimore. So, yeah, Ryu, uh, it, that will be interesting to see. I'm very curious to see. It's, I'm almost treating this as like a test case for me. Because I don't know. I've never been like active, as involved as I am in watching all teams as I am this year. So there might right. be other examples of an NL dominant NL West pitcher going to the AL East. Is there Randy Johnson? I mean, he I'm, was old. I'm sure there are cases. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested. Schilling. Yeah. Schilling's a good one. Cool. Um, how good are they going to be Jake? Cause I still don't think that pitching staff is frightful. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, besides Ryu, I don't think you you're saying oh shit, rocks on rocks in the mound. I've, I've got a fun one for you. I've got a fun one for you. In the the craziness that can be baseball, do you see any world this season where the Blue Jays could be better than the Rays? Um, no. 
right? No, I mean I'm not trying to be a jerk. I like I'm I'm trying to be nice to Blue Jays fans because I'm 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 happy with what they're doing and where they're going. Right. But no, I don't. Not this year. They're like three starting pitchers away. That the yeah. Rays had what the best pitching staff in baseball last year, something like that. Um, and I I think that's going to end up being the fatal flaw that the the Blue Jays are going to be fun. But I still don't think they're going to win a ton, especially with the Yankees. We'll see what the Red Sox look like as we're recording. Mookie's still a Red Sox. <laughs> when this comes out, he might not be. Yeah, and if he is, he should be really, he should be really pissed. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, it, it feels like a fun team that's just not going to be able to win enough with their pitching. You know, I, I pulled up Vladdy Guerrero Jr.'s baseball savant peripherals and stuff sure he doesn't have a single that's red which means great isn't that odd right a little bit um you you know i can i can chop up stats with the best of them he got off to a terrible start um but these but these but these kind of mask bad starts and stuff sometimes i mean a little bit but i mean he uh, I mean, he got off to an atrocious start and is and it's part of what makes baseball beautiful. I mean, you know, the guy who's, you know, a Hall of Fame prodigy son, he's he's, you know, just looks just as talented. He's destroying stuff in the minor leagues. And I mean, you know, it took him till it took him till mid-May to get his OPS in the sevens. Um and then he had one little hot streak there towards the end, and he actually ended on kind of a slide that made his season look worse, Jim. He had, in uh, early September, he had an OPS. Uh, you know, he had an 817 OPS on September 5th. Um, he kind of slides the rest of the way, and he finishes with a 772 OPS that feels pedestrian. Um, I, I, I'm i a Vlad Jr. guy. I, I think he's all that in a bag of chips. Kill Damn. me. Um so yeah. Uh here's here's a take. Okay? okay. And I'm saying this like so loosely. Just scared I have of Blue a bad Jays Blue Jays right. take too, so be feel free. I don't know if this free. is bad. I think Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio need to trade big swings with each other. Like Bo Bichette takes way too many big swings. He right. just swings out of his shoes at all times. And Kevin Biggio like doesn't swing. Right. So, like, they need a hand. Like, hey, I'm only going to do three big-ass swings today. I'll give you one. So, Kevin Biggio is my bad Blue Jays take. Um, and I hope he proves me wrong. But I get nervous when I see a young guy like that who he hit 234, but he had a 364 on base. And, like, yeah, he's supposed to be an on-base guy and have a good eye. But I feel like pitchers are going to test him more this year and they're not just going to give him a walk Um, because he hit 234 last year. So I'm going to be interested to see and hey, maybe Kevin Biggio will teach them a lesson because he, you know, he showed some pop and he showed he can hit a little bit. But if I'm a if I'm a pitcher coming into a game with the Blue Jays and I'm looking at his stats, I'm going to say I'm I'm going to challenge this dude because let's see if he's a is is he a 230 batting average guy or does he have a good eye so i'm i'm interested to see that and i you know i i hope Kevin proves that he he can swing the stick a little more okay 
It is cool to come up and have that eye right away. Yeah, I mean, and hey, again, I everything I just said about Vlad Jr., like I could say about Kevin Vigio. So, uh, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame dad. Cool name. Is Kevin a cool name? I don't know. No, oh no, no, it's not a cool name. Okay. But I think he follows me too. Well, we love his Twitter handle, Doing It Biggio. Oh, Doing It Biggio, man. Doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Just does not get better. I have, than I have a that. question for you. Okay, please feel free. Do they, have any, do they have any more prospects that like we can be excited to come up or that they can start trading? So I think it's mostly tied into uh, the pitching, which is a good thing. Because, I mean, Dude, that lineup, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a group of prospects. Bichette, Biggio, Guriel, Guerrero, um, Teoscar Hernandez, um, Fisher, um, Alford, uh, Telez. I mean, those are all prospects that have now made it to the major league level. It's going to be fun to see. If you're a pitcher in this organization, you have to be stoked because they are going to be looking for dudes to get out. Anthony Kay was one of the guys that they got in the Stroman From trade. the Stroman deal, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Didn't he make his debut? Yeah, he came up to the MLB, and it's kind of funny. Fangraphs has him projected to come up to the major leagues in 2021. But, like, if you're any young pitcher in AAA for the Blue Jays, I mean, you're saying now's the time to deal because you will get the call. Let me see. I, I don't know. Do if they have I'm any really any. good names in the minor leagues? Caleb Joseph's Ooh. down there for them. Wow. Ooh, Bravik Valera made his way back you're, over there. Our guy. Brainless, brainless uh, Bravik. Brainless Bravik Valera. Uh Nate Pearson, he's he's their number one uh pitching prospect, I believe. I guess I'm, that'll be an interesting game. I, I'm not I, I won't pretend I'm familiar with him, but he's thirty fifth overall, number one in their org, and he's estimated to come up this year. So that's uh, cool. I'm sure if you're a blue yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea if he's going to be like a called up in late April or if he's September call up. But if you're a Blue Jays fan, I bet you're excited about that, dude. You're right, man. A lot of these pitchers are estimated to come up this year. That's cool. I was looking it's for fun be a names. Fun year in Toronto, man. That's what I'm saying. I found one fun name. You want to hear it? Okay. It yeah. is. I have to find it again now. But it okay. started with, I believe the first name was Otto. Yeah, here it is. He's a shortstop, okay? He's 21 years old, and he's so far away from coming up, and he's the 171st-ranked prospect in their organization, and his name is Otto Lopez, which I think you can call him Otto Lowe, and that's fun. Olo. Olo. That's even fun, too. So, Olo. Shout out. This is the only podcast you're going to hear about Otto Lopez. Take that, all the other Blue Jays podcasts that know it's way true. more than us about your own team, but you're not talking about Olo. Pretty true, yeah, dude. I'm uh, they they are your Jays, and I, I'm gonna keep it that way. I don't claim, that, dude. So they they have seven of their top thirty prospects are AAA pitchers. <laughs> so, dude, I hope I hope the Blue Jays just go straight trial by fire. Pitch good, you stay. Pitch bad, you go down. Yeah, it'd be cool, but it'd be scary. You'd I don't know. Hopefully, like some of them. Yeah, stay. you don't want guys living that way. But yeah, it's kind of like draining for for everyone. Yeah. But all right, all right, Jake. They're over under. They yeah. uh they went sixty seven and ninety five last year. 
Okay, 67.95. Their over-under this year is 73.5. Oh, damn, that's tough. Vegas is good. But but the, if if the if the Red Sox trade Mookie and the Orioles right. are garbage, that's you know what 20, 32, whatever games. This projection really depends where you stand on the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox are going to be a little better than everything that's going on right now. And, dude, yeah, I just think the Rays are really good, and the Yankees added the Cole, dude. I, I'm going to go under. I'm going I'm going over just because I looked at the start of their schedule, and it's Boston. Then eventually they get – in April, they have the Royals, six games. So they, they have – holy shit. So they have uh, – it all depends on Boston. They have nine games against Boston in the first month of the season and three against Ooh. the Orioles, and three against the Royals. So if Boston's ju- like just coming off the Mookie trade, not into it, new manager, do they have a manager yet? Um, not, not that we know of. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fun over. I, I don't. I never okay. thought I would be uh, fans of the Blue Jays. I hated them through their last regime, Batista right. and that crew. Wasn't a fan, but like, I don't know something cool about doing it this way with prospects and homegrown and building it like something real fun about that and i feel happy for the fans that they get to be happy about it yeah i guess when you kind of think about it i mean the blue jays are kind of a well-run organization like they had a they had some really good ball teams and then those guys kind of got old or had to get paid and then dude charrington rebuilt charrington's good at building farm systems you rebuild, and now you're looking at them right now, and this this is the fun part. I, I just think I, I'm pretty happy with my underpick. I feel like they're going to be a sexy overpick. But, dude, I mean, if if Ryu gets hurt, which he has a history of, I mean, that pitching staff is back to being pretty brutal. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. Well, they can do a lot of fun opener-type shit. Who knows? Trial by fire, baby. The fun fact, raised, man. <laughs> the fun fact on our sheet here is that Lourdes, Lourdes, I don't know how you say it, and Yuli brothers, Guriel brothers, both made their major league baseball, both made major league baseball history on September twenty first, two thousand eighteen, when each hit two home runs, becoming the first brothers to have multi homer performances on the same day. That's cool. I bet their parents were incredibly proud. That's awesome. Good day to be there, folks. Yeah, or anyone in their camp. That is awesome. Cool. Good job. Go everyone. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, if you've been listening and enjoying and haven't left a review yet, it'd be nice and we'd appreciate it. No pressure, though. Do you? 